Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. What's up? John Sonmez from simpleprogrammer.com. So I've got Eric Smith here today, uh, and we're going to be talking about his story and stuff. Uh, If you you may have have recalled, like I I, I was thinking about this uh, a long time ago. (laughs) <laughs> like uh, 10, 11 years ago, I guess it, it's been. Uh, I, I used uh, one of Eric's tools. I used it for a while uh, called uh, CodeSmith. And uh, so it's kind of cool to, to, to talk to Eric. I thought that it'd be, it'd be interesting. Uh, you know, Eric's got a, a new... Uh, some some a new tool a new new software out here um, called exceptionalist and uh and i thought it'd be kind of interesting to to talk to eric and, and hear his story uh just about you know he, he's a good example of someone a software developer who became an entrepreneur and uh he's got uh, a lot of a lot of interesting things uh, i think that a lot of interesting events and a pretty pretty long story so uh, i thought it'd be kind of cool to have him here so um so thanks thanks for uh for being on the simple programmer podcast eric yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So, um, so yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe tell a little bit about your your background. Like, uh, who are you? You know, um, and uh, and and what what do you do? <laughs> yeah, like I said, my name's Eric Smith. Um, I grew up in upstate New York. Uh, worked for a lot of consulting companies, and you know, did a lot of various projects and. The last consulting company that I worked for was a company called uh, Red River uh, Software. And at that company, um, I started building um, a template-based code, template-based code generator that I called CodeSmith. And you know, I worked at that, you know, at the at the at the company on their hours, and uh, we used it to uh, you know help build all the uh, you know consulting projects that we were doing, and it you know, really helped that. And at some point, um, I decided to leave there, and they wanted to continue using the project or the product. It wasn't really a product at that point; it was just you know, a tool that we were that we were using. They wanted to continue using it, and uh, they wanted you know improvements to it. So I basically negotiated with them to say, you know, hey, you know, it'd be cool if you want to hand this over to me. I'd love to keep working on it. And and um, you know, they decided to you know we got lawyers involved. We decided to hand over the IP to me, and um, then I, you know, continued working on it and eventually released it as a, as a freeware, um, you know, app to start with, and then, you know, so many people were interested in it. I think it was just the right time, you know, like, Donnell was just literally just getting started, and there were yeah. so many, there were so many pains, you know, even at that time, there was no generics or anything, there were so many pain points, you know, that could be addressed by... Uh, a code generation tool, and uh, so I guess it just really, you know, struck a nerve with with everybody in the community, and it really took off. And at some point, we decided to uh, you know start charging for it, so we could actually take it seriously and do it full time. Um, and at that point, 
I was talking to a bunch of different people and I ended up talking to Rob Howard, who is, uh, you know, founder of Telligent. And we ended up partnering, partnering up and starting the business. And, you know, like 10 years later, you know, it's done really well. So it's been really exciting. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember back in the day, you said, you know, being a big fan of the of the of Coach Smith and just you know stored procedures and doing all the, yeah. the data, the, uh, you know, building all the, the that 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 stuff that you'd have to repeat the code and like just going in. I was awesome because because I would go in and and I'd show people Coach Smith and I'd be like, look at this. Now we don't have to write all this this boilerplate <laughs> code over and over again. Yeah, and people thought I was awesome because I was I was using the tools so. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I think the best story that I heard like that was uh, there was some guy who was doing independent uh, contracting, and he was telling me about you know how he was just generating all this code, and he had built all these templates, and and just you know you know starting with a client, and then a couple weeks later coming with like an application that was like working, and they're like, "How did you do that?" You know, and he's just telling me like, you, "You've made so much money for me," you know, and so it was a really cool story. Yeah, it's it's awesome too. Just to like to you know, I, I always tell tell developers that are wanting to be entrepreneurs about how, like, you, when you create value in someone else, that's when how you make money. You know, it's like you and, and you, it's obvious. You know, <laughs> coaching is like the leverage. Like, if you're you're making more developers more valuable, then then they're you're gonna you're gonna be able to make money off of that. Yeah. So cool. So so what? Um. So so in building the 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 company. Uh, what what was perhaps the greatest challenge that you face or you know was there a point where you weren't sure about this where you had to like take a risk and you know you didn't know if this was going to be successful you know i mean like the great thing about being a, a developer is that you can literally just invest your time right and yeah. like for me you know i'm super passionate about software development i just love you know, working on things in general. So it's what I do in my free time anyway. So like, it's not, it wasn't really like a, I wouldn't say there was a huge risk for me, you know, by the time, I, I guess I had got lucky, but because by the time, you know, that I actually decided to go full time, it was already making more than, you know, money than I was, you know, making at my other job. So there wasn't a lot of risk. I would say there was a lot of, you know, uncertainty because I really had no idea what I was doing as far as running a business. But, um, you know, luckily I was able to partner with Rob Howard and he helped me a lot with that stuff. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of lessons along the way and you just kind of, you know, take them as they come and, and, uh, you figure it out, you know, there's no, I don't think there's any right and wrong way to do anything, you know, it's just try to solve a problem and try to help people basically. Okay, cool. Now, now, what, what, what are you up to now? What, what are you working on? What's, um, what's is is CodeSmith? Are you still selling CodeSmith? Are you, ex, you know, what's, uh, what's, what, what is Eric doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we're still selling CodeSmith uh, generator, um, still, still, still doing really well. And um, yep. now we we started working on. Um, well, originally we started working on a product called CodeSmith Insight. And okay. that was really kind of, uh, you know, a help desk primarily, but it had uh, error reporting and like in-app feedback. Like, so you would integrate with your application. You know, we obviously integrated with Postman Generator, and then you could send feedback inside of the application to the uh, to the people that are building the product, but also, um, you know, report all the errors that are happening. And so we built that, and and what we basically found out is that. 
you know, there's a lot of help desk products out there and it's hard to get, you know, any traction in that market. But there wasn't a lot of, uh, especially in the .NET world, there wasn't a lot of error reporting uh, solutions. And um, so we decided, you know, to kind of take the good pieces of Postmith Insight and pull that out and uh, make a product called Exceptionless. And, you know, we decided, you know, there's a lot of trend right now for open source, and we decided that we're just going to, you know, like make this completely free. Like it's literally the entire thing is under Apache license. Anybody can take it and do whatever they want to with it. Um, We spent a lot of time and energy trying to focus on making it really easy for you to use it yourself. So if you don't, if you don't want to use our hosting service, um, then you're free to just, you know, take it and, and host it internally. And like I said, we've made it you know, really easy to do. But we just decided to take that approach is, you know, it's kind of a marketing approach, but really, I, you know, just help developers, you know. There's, there's other open source tools for other languages that are similar. And I just, you know, I really, more than anything, thought it would be fun to do that. And, you know, that's what we're doing. And it's, okay. it, it really has been fun. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a really awesome uh, project and uh, getting, really starting to get some traction with it. And it's fun to have a, a good sized open source project. Okay. Okay. And so, um, so what is, I, I'm guessing now this was, what, what made you think or to get into something new? Like what motivated you to, uh, to, to start this, because, I mean, CodeSmith is, you've been doing CodeSmith mm-hmm. for a long time, but, you know, just trying to figure out the psychology of, like, where, yeah. where what, what motivated you to, to, to take on this new task? And probably you didn't need to. Um, I would say that probably the biggest motivator was, you know, filling a need. You know, we, we, need, we needed yeah. something ourselves. Um, you know, we felt like there was a lot of errors that were, that were happening in our products. And we didn't know about them. You know, you're you're at the mercy of of users to report the issues that they're having with your application. And you know, most users aren't going to do that. <laughs> they just yeah. get you know frustrated and uh, and say, well, you know, this product sucks. You know, and so so there was a need there. Um, also, I would say you know just wanting to do something different and diversify, have another product. Um, you know, in in the company. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I guess a, a lot of, there's a lot of developers like, you know, my, my business is, is based around more of, of, of building an audience and selling like a, you know, information product and, and helping people, mm-hmm. uh, not, not specifically around software. So I don't have as much experience, you know, selling in a software business, but I think there's a lot of developers out there in the simple programmer audience that really want to create like you've created like a software business where they're there, where they have a product that they've built that is a software product and they're selling that. What advice would you give to them? Like starting out, uh, you know, what, what, you know, what can someone, how could someone do this? And, you know, and, and what, I don't know, just, just what, yeah. whatever you think that would benefit them. Yeah. I really think that, you know, if you, see a need like you know as you're in most importantly it should be something that you need yourself right so that you understand the problem but if you, right. if you see a need anywhere not just you know software tools but anywhere in your world and you understand that problem well enough to to create a solution and you know and, and take a pain away then really it just it takes your time you know so like you 
you can start a business by just investing time and in creating a solution to some pain point that you have in your life, you know, and I think everybody has various pain points of, you know, whatever they're doing in their lives, you know, there, there could be some software tool that would help make their you know lives a lot easier, you know, and it's not, you know, I think a lot of people think it's maybe like a daunting task to start a, a company, but you know, really it's just kind of one step at a time, fill a need for yourself, you know, and, um, just take it from there. Take it one step at a time. Try to get other people to use it. And, you know, if, honestly, like, if, if I can do it, because I have zero, you know, even after 10 years, I would say my business and my marketing and sales skills are really minimal, right? And, and so if I can do it, I think anybody can do it. I'm, I'm super, you know, introverted. This is like, uh, you know, I think that's probably another problem that a lot of people think, you know, I can't start a business because I'm introverted. You know, and I can't talk to people and stuff. Well, first of all, we have we have the internet, you know, so you can you can market in different right. ways. You don't have to get out in front of people and talk to them. Um, and then also, you can maybe find the right partner, you know, that that completes the other side of the equation for you. But um, you know, like I said, I think you know if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's awesome. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. I think, and you know what, what I thought was interesting too about your, your story that you're telling me is. Um, is the fact that you didn't you didn't just like quit your job and just say I'm going to build a software business right like you if I understand correctly you you were doing this at part at your at your job and then on the side yeah. and then like when you when you quit your first job or when you left your first job where you'd first start building CodeSmith did you then take another job and then do this like on the nights and weekends or did you take some time off how did that part work yeah, so when I, I quit that job, and like I said, they still wanted to use it, so I negotiated and got lawyers involved and got the rights signed over, but at that point, it was still just, you know, a project that I was working on in my free time for fun, basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, helping, adding features for them at that point, and I started working at Match.com, um, and I was working on this on the side, and I kept working on it on the side. I met uh, Jason Alexander who was at Telton as well through, um, through match.com. He worked there and I think he's the one that introduced me to Rob Howard. And I guess, you know, just kind of taking steps, you know, along the way and eventually you know, decided, okay, well I'm going to release this as free, uh, freeware and see what people think about it. And then people got really interested in it. And, Oh, actually I think I actually took donations to pay for the lawyer because so many people were okay. interested in it. Yeah, donations to pay for a lawyer to uh, to get all the uh, rights signed over. So it was it's pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, I was I was working at Match.com and, and and doing it on the side, and then eventually it you know started charging for a pro version of it, and it got to the point where it was covering my salary. So I'm like, you know, pretty much an idiot to not start a business at this point, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So many people. You know, they, I think, that, and that's that's the approach. It's almost like the natural approach. Like it's, it, it's the not that it didn't require effort. I mean, obviously, you're working on nights and weekends, but mm-hmm. so people try and quit their job and start a business, and it's just yeah. there's so much pressure, and you don't, you know, it's. A, I don't think that. I think the way most of the people that I hear that are successful, like you, I hear that they did it on the side, and then it became the full time thing rather than very few people I know of just said, I'm going to build a software business and, you know, quit their job mm-hmm. and, 
had six months of savings and did that. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. That's really, yeah, like I said, that's a lot of pressure and and, and uh, you know do or die, and you know if not, you you're out a bunch of money. Where you know like that I, that is literally to me the greatest thing about software development is that we can create a company from just time. You know, like everybody else in the world right. has to invest money right to create a business. Yeah. And, we just have to invest time. You know, that's awesome. So here's here's a you know because one of the one of the resistances I get a lot is I don't have time. Mm-hmm. What do you say to someone who says that that oh, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I I don't have time? Yeah, I think you know, either you're passionate about what you do or you're not. And I think if you're not passionate about it, you're probably not going to start a business. You know, if you're passionate about software development, you're doing it on, on your own time. Right. You know? And, and, you know, if you want to start a business bad enough, I guess you're going to find, find time. But, you know, for me personally, it's just because, you know, it's what I love to do, you know, so I'm going to do it in my free time as well. And I have, you know, wife and two kids, but, you know, I, I seem to find time to do, you know, all those things. So I guess, you know, I guess it's just, it feels like it's an excuse. So you just have to do it, you know, you said, and literally it doesn't have to be one big overwhelming thing. You know, you just start small, build something, you know, you, know, you right. do this every day on your day job, you know, why can't you build something on the side as well? You know, it's, to me, it's fun, I guess. You know? Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think if you, if you look, if you, you know, where, where your priorities are, right. It's like, you know, yeah everyone's got the same amount of time in the day, but yeah. And uh, so, and, 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 and I'm assuming now, I mean, you probably have a lot more time. I'm assuming that, that when you were first building the business, you, it took a lot of your time and you probably have a lot more flexible time now. Or am I right in saying that? Um, I have a lot, of, I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm also doing some, uh, some contracting uh, work as well. So, Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on. I wouldn't say I have more time now. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 But, but less, but less time that, I mean, once you get, get it going, right. Is it, or, or do you still spend just as much time in the actual? Uh, yeah. I think there's a never ending list of things that, you know, need yeah. to be improved, things to, things to do, you know, and hopefully, you know, you're getting feedback from actual users and, yeah. um, and, you know, driving, you know, what you work on based on, you know, what people want so you can help continually build your, uh, you know, your audience. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of cha- want to change gears here a little bit because you've got another interesting story. We talked about a little bit before on, on my other podcast on Get Up and Code, but just for, for everyone who, who doesn't, um, who, who hasn't listened to that, uh, I think it'd be kind of cool to, if, if you're if you're willing to to share your your weight loss story as well, because it's been yeah. pretty awesome to see 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 you do that, and that's I think that's something that's really inspiring to to a lot of people out there as well. Yeah, I think um, you know, last time we talked, um, you know, I, well, I guess the full story is, is you know, at one point I was a little over three hundred pounds. You know, I'm a programmer. I didn't really, I honestly didn't really go outside much. I was, you know, indoors, air conditioning, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, my weight just got out of control. I got to 304 pounds, and um, I just decided, you know, I need to do something about it. And I'd gone to the gym, and I lost a little bit of weight before, but I needed to find something 
you know, that was sustaining that I like to do. And, you know, I, I like playing sports, so I decided, actually my son, Cody, was the one who decided to start playing tennis. And he started taking a lesson. And I'm like, well, I'd like to, you know, join in on uh, the lesson with you. And then so we started taking lessons together. And um, I ended up really liking it. And I like to play sports. I'm not, I've never been athletic, but I just like to play anyways. I want to compete. I want to win, but I've never been, you know, an athletic type. But I started playing tennis, and I really, really liked it. And then I found out that, you know, you can play in tournaments uh, with people at your level, no matter how low level you are, you know, how bad you are. You could play in a tournament with those same level people. And that was, like, super fun for me because just, like, the whole, like, you know, competing and, and you know, win or lose, you know, is, is really fun to me. Um, yeah. And it didn't even matter, you know, so much if I lost as long as it is, you know, as I was giving effort and trying. So that became really fun to me. And so I started playing a lot of tennis. And even then, like, you know, I figured, okay, well, I'm playing a lot of tennis now. You know, I'm exercising. I can do whatever I want to now, right? And I almost probably started eating worse than I was before, which yeah. is probably hard to believe, right? Yeah. Well, that happens. A lot of people, they increase the exercise, right? And then and then it just makes you so much more hungry. So you, you yeah. end up eating more. Yeah. 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 So I started eating even worse. And and I'm, I, I was probably losing maybe a little bit of weight, but mostly staying the same. It just wasn't really doing a whole lot for me. And I, I started taking lessons from this guy, um, tennis lessons from this guy called, or his name is Alan. And um, he just really pushed me to, uh, you know, stop making excuses and, and start, you know, eating better, you know? Yeah. At first I was like, whatever, you know, like this skinny guy telling the fat guy to eat better. So easy, right? You know? And, uh, you know, he just kept hammering on me saying, if you want to get better, you've got to lose weight, you know? And finally I decided to take it serious and I started eating better. And, you know, I lost a little over 100 pounds. I was up wow. to about... 100 and close to 120 but now it's right around 100 um and so um i seem to be maintaining hopefully that's the way i can stay at for the rest of my life but it's been it's been really awesome it's a lot of fun and um you know i guess to me i guess that's the key is to try to find something that's fun you know yeah so that's i guess that's my story <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, it's, you know, the kind of the cool, like the overarching thing, a theme that I see between your, your kind of two stories from the, from the business and, and from, from the weight loss is that you've, you've found a way to make these things fun and natural yeah. as opposed to, tr you know, some people try so hard Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and to me, I, I don't want to say that it's effortless, but, but you almost make it appear effortless because you're, you're just, it almost seems natural like the way that you were describing it. Yeah, it's definitely not effortless, you know, and it's hard. It It's extremely hard to, to get started with the eating thing. It was for me anyways. And, and yeah. even right now, like as I'm trying to go into kind of maintenance mode, it's been a struggle and I've gone up, you know, a little bit and come back down and I'm trying to find this, you know, happy medium where I can still, because when I was losing most of the weight, I was on complete lockdown. I was working from home and I had yeah. nothing and I brought no junk into the house, and I was just eating really, really clean. And now yeah. I'm trying to find this happy medium of where I can, like, you know, still eat things here and there that I want to, but 
you know, not go crazy, right? And it's mostly just about portion control and not, you know, stuffing yourself and, until you're sick, which seems to be a problem for me, you know, which it doesn't make any sense. But I think that's a problem for a lot of people too, you know? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just trying to find um, some some sort of, uh, you know, way to make it fun, you know? And, and for me, it was tennis. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've always loved, you know, programming so that's always been fun for me but for the weight loss i had to find something that was fun because going to the gym was not fun you know <laughs> staying on the yeah. treadmill and running in place was not fun you know <laughs> oh, yeah so i think that's, that's cool yeah yeah it's interesting too you know just what you said like the one of the hardest things i think is it's 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 easier to climb up a hill or go down but it's so hard to just be you know like when you're yeah. trying to achieve some goal like it's it's easier to lose weight or to gain weight but to maintain weight is the hardest thing which is yeah i would agree like, with that you know yeah. it's, it's been a struggle and, and and i'm still trying to figure it out but i think you know so yeah. far so good hopefully <laughs> well, awesome yeah it's good i mean yeah obviously you're you're you're, you're keeping it off you know it's, i think last time we talked was like over a year ago probably so yeah uh, yeah that's good that's great Awesome. Well, um, I guess, uh, you know, what, uh, I want to give you a, a chance to let, talk a little bit more about where people can find, uh, exceptionless out there and, uh, and, and use it in their, their products. Uh, so is it, uh, it's exceptionless.com. Is that? Yeah, it's exceptionless.com. Um, there's also github.com slash exceptionless is where all of our projects are, uh, open source projects. Um, yeah, and you can, you can find, uh, like I said, pretty much everything there. We, we hope we host, uh, the service at exceptionalist.com, but literally everything is in the open source project. I, I've seen a few other ones that are similar, but they keep like kind of key pieces back for yeah. themselves and, yeah. and literally like everything is open source. You can take this and post it yourself and, and you know, use it completely free. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. And then, and then the, and how does your paid model work if someone does want to subscribe to, is it the hosting that, uh, that, that you charge for on this? Yeah, it's just the hosting. So like, I mean, for us, you know, we have to run, um, Elasticsearch and Redis and multiple web servers and, you know, uh, Azure storage and, you know, so a bunch of different things that we're using there. This is host, we hosted in Azure, obviously. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we're paying, you know, a lot of money uh, to host a product and, and you can kind of just jump on there and uh, point your app to it and, and pay like a very small fraction of that. Like uh, we have we have various different um, uh, plans. You know, I think the cheapest one is I believe 20 bucks a month. I'm trying to remember now. But uh, okay. so it's, 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 it's super cheap. And also we have free plans. So like anybody, you know, that just wants to use it, you know, under our free terms, which... Uh, is basically we keep the various events that you send us for three days and, and we allow you to have 3,000 events per month. So that's that's the free plan. And, and the smallest plan I'm looking at right now is $15 a month. So, I mean, just like a tiny fraction of the amount of money that, that you'd have to pay if you wanted to host it yourself, you know. So let, oh, us, yeah. do, let us do the work for you. And hopefully enough people, you know, want to do that. And, you know, we've already had, we've already had quite a few customers and making pretty good progress with it with uh, revenue and actually we're we're completely 
like transparent in that way too. Like uh, we uh, use barometrics in uh, our um, oh, cool. okay. our numbers are completely open to the public, so they, you can see you know, how we're doing. Oh, that's awesome! I would I would love to check that out. Where can I find the the barometrics? Uh, I think it's uh, barometrics dot com slash uh, slash exceptionless. I believe it's, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um. Yeah. Actually, they posted on their Twitter account. So I'm oh, okay. But yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be interesting to see. I think a, a lot of uh, for a lot of simple programmer audience that is looking at building a software as a service or another yeah. you know, software business, it'd be nice to see. Uh, so yeah, so it's exceptionless.barometrics.com. Oh, okay, exceptionless. Let me look at that real quick. Exceptionless.barometrics.com. And it's B-A-R-E metrics. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really really cool. The the transparency yep. on that, and, and people can go there and and watch you watch you grow. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and what, um, so, so just, uh, you know, since we brought this up, good, <laughs> uh, quick question about how are you, what, how are you, how are you growing? What, what are you, what tactic or what, how are you growing the, the business, getting more people to know about, you know, obviously we're, we're doing this podcast, by the way, uh, just, just as a disclaimer, I'm not taking any money or doing anything for, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, uh, we're just friends and, uh, I just want to, uh, you know, I thought this would be an interesting interview. So there's no, there's no back deal here, right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but, but how are you growing? How, what, what are you, what tactics are you using to be able to, you know, in, to find more, more audience? So really, I mean, we're just, you know, we, we started a while back, um, you know, like I said, and we just open sourced recently. Um, and we, we, put it on the uh, Coats and Tools website, and that's really all we're doing. We're not spending any money on uh, marketing. You know, I'm going to try to uh, start talking to more people like, you know, like you and, and you know, see if I can do more stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's hey, there's this open source project, and, and you know, hopefully, like, people see that and find it and, and uh, like it. And, and we're hoping that the... the the open source part of it is kind of the the marketing and, and you know get enough traction going that it'll maybe it'll go viral. But either way, you know it's a fun project to work on, and so you know, that's that's kind of just the approach that we're taking. It's I think it's I think it's super useful. I don't even know if we really talked too much about you know what exceptionless is, but like uh, um, you know, but I, I think it's it's extremely useful and it, it can you know help people. You know, building software. You know, it's the whole the whole idea with Exceptionless is that we you wired up to your app really quickly, and um, you know, literally like a couple couple minutes, you're reporting um, all the errors to uh, to our service, and we take all those errors and we organize them uh, into stacks. So we, we figure out you know what is the commonality between all these, and we create nice little neat stacks of information. And then we sort them by you know what is what is affecting the most people. So you so now you know. You just wire this up, and now you can have an instant view of what are the things that are having the most effect 
on uh, people using my application and how can I best you know, use my time to make mm -hmm. my application work better. And you know, for, for commercial products, you know, um, you're losing money, you know, if, if errors are happening and you're, and you don't know about it and people are losing confidence and maybe they're trying, you know, a couple sites I've used, I've tried to place orders and you get an error during the order process and like, you know, that's, that's really bad. And hopefully you know about these things when they happen so you can fix them immediately. But again, you're at the mercy of, of your users to take the time to email you and let you know, or whatever else to let you know that it's happening. And, you know, most people aren't going to do that. They're just going to walk away. So that's kind of what the project is all about. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, very helpful. Um, and it's not just about um, errors either. You can also send other information. Like uh, we send uh, logs. So we, we send uh, all of our uh, logs to exceptionalists. You can send, um, like, feature usages. So you can say, like, um, Basically, the whole the idea is I can get a whole picture of what's happening while these errors are happening. So, like, if I see right. an error, I can see, well, what are the log messages that happened around that error? Or what features were they using around that error? So the whole thing is kind of geared around you trying to make it easy for you to figure out, figure out these problems. So, like, we're trying to do all the investigative work for you so that you can right. jump in there, see, okay, well, this one is affecting the most people. Let's take a look at that, and I can see all the information that, that was gathered as part of that, and hopefully it makes it extremely obvious, you know, what you need to do and how you need to fix this problem. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So so, so basically anyone really could use this for, I mean, well, like I, I think you, you hit one of the points that definitely <laughs> I would find a lot of value, which is I was amazed. I, I've got sometimes I'll get an email from someone for something that that on my site or, or something or that's broken and I'm like how long has this been broken <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. no one had contacted me it's like hundreds of people had gone and and yeah. had this bad experience and I had no idea until one person finally emailed me yeah. and so so like that that makes a lot of sense if you could hook up your app and then you don't have to rely on the one person that finally emails you you can see yeah. it Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge issue, and, and really, the, the a lot of the other uh, you know software ecosystems have already had solutions for this you know a while back, and, and .NET has maybe for a while now. You know, I'd say the last couple of years, it's kind of come around where uh, you know, Raygun is one of the big ones that's making a lot of noise right now, and you know, so I mean, I, I'd say like you know, no matter what you do, you should do use some tool like this because you know, yeah. it's horrible that you don't know that people are getting frustrated and walking away from your site and you, and, and, you know, losing revenue because of it, you know? Right. Awesome. Well, all right, uh, Eric, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. And, and I, I wish you the best of luck with, with exceptionalist. It sounds like a, a great, uh, great product. Uh, so, um, so definitely encourage it. And if you listening to or watching to, to check it out, give it a try, especially, you know, the, the no reason to not try the hosted free version to start yeah. out and see if that works for you. And then, you know, um, if it's, uh, you know, I, I haven't used it myself cause I'm not running a, a software app right now, but, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, CodeSmith has been an invaluable tool <laughs> for me that helped me a lot in my career. So I'm sure that, that, uh, that the same with exceptionalists here. So, and I like awesome. the transparency too. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'll talk
Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. All right. Talk to you later.